Hello and welcome to Headwear Live. Thank you very much everyone for joining us today. I'm really, really pleased you've come here to learn more about how hats can help your business. I'm just going to give you a little bit of intro about who's in the room and how we can help you and then we're going to get stuck in some really great content today. So just to summarise, we're going to be covering UK hat market, getting you a bit more of an understanding in it. It's a great market to get into or grow with and we're going to give you everything you need to know today. We're going to talk a little bit about some trending styles and what to look for when you're starting out with hats because there's lots and lots of possibilities. We're going to do a bit of a decorating masterclass. I'm going to show you how to decorate pretty much any type of hat and you can be able to take these tips and tricks away with you after the show. Uh, Hopefully we'll have a bit of time to cover some bags and accessories as well because again it's another great emerging market that everyone should be thinking about. And then we're going to get into a bit about hat buying, hat pricing, the actual true cost behind decorating hats. So it's kind of give everyone a bit more understanding. And then we're going to finish off with some takeaway points. So hopefully you can go away from today, add some extra revenue to your business. So just quickly, we are in the Heat Printing Innovation Centre here from Target Transfer. So this is the Target Transfers building. We've been here for 40 years manufacturing heat transfers. It's all done. The other side of that wall, we have a big production facility. So your screen printed transfers, your ultracolor, which is a digital screen transfer and direct film heat transfer is all done behind there. And it's done the quickest turnaround in the UK, which is two days. We're also part of the styles group. So everything you see in this room, the heat presses, the heat transfer vinyl, it was all direct from the manufacturer. We are fully part of the styles group. So everything you can see here, we are, you're getting straight from the source. Um, and just to kind of give you a bit of a reference point for the quality of the product in here and the type of companies we help with. So recently, uh, specifically with the hats, we did a lot of work with the uh, Major League Baseball for their Players Association presentations. Uh, and we've also done a lot of work with the NFL, the NHL across in the US. And in Spain, we've actually just started doing all the personalization for Barcelona Football Club. But the same technology and materials you see in this room, exactly the same we give to every single person. So we're going to teach you to get the best materials, the best blank products as well, so that you can be heat printing hats and bags like an absolute pro by the end of today. If you have questions as we go through this, please just stick a hand up or call out. We're happy to be interrupted as we go. Encourage everyone to ask as many, many questions as you want. You've <laughs> got some preloaded over there. Um, but we really want to help everyone say we don't, it's not, we're here to be, it's an educational room that we're in. It's here to help give the UK garment decorating industry and accessory decorating industry a bit of a push in the right direction. So it's very important to us that we all leave with something to here today. So first up, I'd like to introduce Ashford from Beachwood Brands. So big hand for Ashford. <laughs> um, so Ashford, would you like to give us a little bit of an intro to Beachfield Brands and who you are? Yeah, so um, yeah, as uh, Andrew was saying, my name's Ashford, uh, part of Bixfield Brands, and um, essentially we're a headwear and bag accessory brand. Uh, there are four brands within that. Beachfield is headwear, covering caps, scarves, beanies, gloves, all sorts of different types of headwear accessories, covering all markets, sports, fashion, schoolwear, workwear, you name it, so it's in there. Yeah. Um, bag brands, you've got bag base, it's more about the form of the products. Um, so things like um, fashion products in boutique, things like in Matt PU, also some uh, promotional wear, um, generic, um, high polyester products. Uh, Quadra is your second bag brand. What about the function of the products? So if you're looking for laptop cases, you're looking for luggage bags, you're looking for school bags, you know, performance pieces as well. So very much the kind of functional brand 
and the Westford Mill is your third bag brand. It's basically all shaped in cotton. Tote bags, tea towels, cushion covers, accessory bags. Um, that's kind of what Westford Mill's about. Um, across the four brands, there are about 550 different styles. So yeah, you name it, it's probably there. So the reason we invited Beachfield here today is because having tested all their products, the, they have the best products available to you as wholesalers. So if you want to get any type of hat type, any type of bag type, and you want it to be good quality, that we know it's been tested to last longer, but also it's the educational advice that Ashford here and Chris at the back there can provide you today. They are the experts in, UK, in the UK and Europe when it comes to the bags, hats, and accessories. So really pleased to have you here. Um, so I just wanted, uh, before we get started, to make sure that we're tailoring everything to everyone. Who here is already decorating hats? Okay, that's a good start. And who here would, uh, is decorating hats but is, doesn't feel like they're getting the most from, what they're, from their current business for it? Okay, excellent. So we want to try and give everyone a little bit of something, even if it's just technique or some ideas for revenue. So there's some really great minds in here today to talk to. Um, I should also say we've also got Rallowise at the back there as well. So if anyone that has never bought hats or bags before and they want to know a bit more about the understanding of how to get them, go and speak to Aaron and Lewis at the back after today as well. They'll come up and do a little bit of a talk for you later. But they're a great uh, resource to understand what's trending, what's new, um, and how to get the best prices as well. So I think it's important that we just get straight into everything. Uh, and one of the reasons that we wanted to get Beachfield in today is because of their knowledge of the market and just to kind of get everyone's mindset thinking about hats and accessories. Um, we talk a lot at Target Transfers about decorating T-shirts and hoodies and clothing, but there's a great way of all of you being able to increase your revenue for your business. The easiest way to increase revenue for your business is to increase the revenue of your existing customers. And a great way of doing this is just adding hats and bags and accessories into existing orders. Because you already have the know-how to heat print, you can use vinyl, you can use transfers. But now you can essentially you could set up another press next to your existing facility and you could do this at the same time. So it's not going to cost you anything more from a labour point of view because, again, it's up and down and it takes about 45 seconds to do it. So it's very easy to add it in without having a big adjustment to your business. So, and I want to kind of get everyone thinking about how this might affect your existing customer base. Um, something Ashford said to me yesterday was, so, I mean, it's probably better if you say it in your words, but when people, people come to you and they say, which hat should I sell? But that's yeah. not really the right question they need to be asking, is it? Yeah, no, the question is really, you know, uh, looking at your customer base and seeing what their needs are first. So rather than going looking at our products and trying to find something, what you think they might like is like, look at their branding, look at their colouring, look at their schemes and go, okay, well, I know they use sports products and their colours are blue. You can then use that referencing to go through our website, beachfieldbrands.com, and search, for example, blue caps, and they'll bring up all blue caps that you can see, and you can pick out which you might think is best for them, rather than trying to find the whole, um, the whole range and looking through, okay, what, what's the best? So often start with the why and the, the, you know, the, the who, and then kind of revert back and uh, search that way. And it's much easier to um, identify key products for your customer base. Because generally speaking, it when it comes to categorizing your customers, the kind of the easy way to get started is um, sports hats, fashion hats, and working hats. Working hats are kind of anything that is workwear, corporate wear, anything that someone might wear that's a branded per, um, item for that business. Uh, sports hats, obviously, team wear and sports, 
hats go hand in hand, like especially caps and beanies in the winter. It's a very easy one to add into your existing um, customer base that way. So it's trying to think about, as a first point of view, what can I do to leverage my existing database here? And that's going to be the easiest way to get started, the easiest way to grow, and I guess the lowest hanging fruit, if you like. And the great thing is that the, um, the market globally is growing year on year. So as a kind of rough statistic, 6.7% year on year growth is expected every year for the next seven years for the hat market. But in the UK, we're actually in a much faster growing market. That's taking a global look at it. But really, that's also including more mature markets like the US and Asia, where they already have big hat markets already. UK and Europe is close to 17, 18% growth each year on each year. And one of the things we want to get you thinking about and to get you to think, for your customers to think about, is to think in terms of hats and not hat. In the UK now, it's not just a case of like, I might have one hat for summer, one hat for the winter. There's much more of an emotional connection that people have with hats, be it for a sports team or for a fashion brand or something they might wear at work, but it's hats. People could have four, five, or even ten hats. It's, it's a kind of, it's a great a prom- a promotional product now, but because it's so long-lasting, it means that there's a premium nature to it as well. Um, so sort of, and other factors are including the fashion market in the UK, the way that's growing, hats is a big part of that. So it's a really important time to start thinking about how that affects your business and how you can uh, take advantage of that. Um, one of the examples I like to give everyone here a lot is um, anyone that's decorating sportswear or team wear. The way to look at it is, because obviously when you first bring in hats and you might think, well, who's going to buy the hats? And you think, because you're thinking, oh, I need to sell, be able to sell 100 hats to this one person. But if you think about, how, like I should said, think about how your customer types is that Let's say, for instance, you have an age range of a football team. You've got 11 through to adults. You could have a year each year, and you could just, you might even get started to sell three hats to each age group. But over those different age groups, that could add up to 50 or 100 quite quickly. And that way, you can easily start to pick away at your market and grow it in tiny little incremental gains. Because we'll, as we'll get into later, hats is a kind of one to one decorating. You can do one, you can decorate one hat at a time if you need to to get started. And as you grow and you grow and you pick up some of the bigger orders and some of your bigger customers, it's very easy to put a hat in front of them and get them to add it onto their existing customer base. Something we were talking about yesterday is the workwear packs. I don't know who here, does anyone here do like, like packs of workwear or corporate wear for any of their customers? Exactly. And how many times have you offered hats in with that um, offering to them? But it's a very easy one to just add in K. Have you thought about giving everyone that works there a hat or a beanie or a scarf or a bag even? Well, the bag, everything you order from them goes into the bag and goes to the customer. It's really, really easy to start thinking about how every single customer you have could possibly, probably benefit from a hat or a bag or an accessory. Um, so I think it's probably a good time to start getting into hat types. Ashford has some really great insights into understanding hats. So like I mentioned before, it's thinking about the why but perhaps um, something I found really interesting yesterday was thinking of the, uh, explaining the profiles of hats. So what, can, uh, what could these lovely people look for in when they're thinking yeah. about buying hats? So we'll take a look through here. So the, we've got essentially three main um, profile types. Um, we'll start with this one here. So this is your typical high profile cap. Well, they square front, as you can see, with a bit of a point at the top here. This is your high profile cap. 
Mid-profile, something where it tapers off slightly, so you have the much softer silhouette of the, of the cap here. And then finally, you have a low profile, where the points, or the main point, is lowered again, so you get an even closer finish and smoother finish to the crown of the cap. Um, and again, as uh, Andy was saying, ask the customer or see what the customer is looking for or using, rather than going, well, this is a great cap because it's high blocking, I get loads of decoration on there. You know, that's not always the case. You can print or embroider as easy one cap to the next one. So again, it's all about the, the customers, what colors they're using, and also what type of um, you know, maybe credentials they're looking for. So for example, this one has got recycled polyester in the fabric here, and this one is organic cotton. So again, that's a, a kind of a, a thing we're introducing more and more is more recycled elements, more organic elements into not just our headwear, but in bags as well. So that's another thing that customers are starting to look for. It's not just, I want a cap that's made from cotton. I want it to have some form of you know, ethical credentials in there as well. So you know, there's, there's multiple levels of high profile organic or recycled, low profile, mid profile. So again, it's, it's all about the customer first and then go back and see, see what there is out there. And that's why it's really important that if you do anything today, it's just to go onto that Beachfield area and just start picking up everything and look at it. Because the way that you're going to get more business is by gaining Ashford and Chris's understanding of hats and then getting into that nerdy detail. Like, okay, I'm sure a lot of you that sell T-shirts and these, you can pick up a T-shirt in a shop. I'm sure we all do it. I mean, like, straight away, you know what, who that T-shirt brand is. And if it's a bad one, you're like, yeah, I'm not buying that. <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? Same way you, like, you feel the screen print and you're like, yeah, they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't spend a lot of time printing this. I'm not buying it. <laughs> um, but that's what I want to get today with hats is getting into that detail and being a bit nerdy about it. So when you pick up hats, you can start to think, yeah, I know what that's made out of. I know how this has been built. I know what my customer's going to feel like when I put this in front of them because you want to build that emotional connection between them and the hat and the possibilities of the branding that could offer for them or their customers. Exactly. Wearability. Yeah. You want to, you want to pick some, you know, cause this one here, I'm sure I'll pass it around now, but look at that. And you just look from, a, from a distance, it just looks like a normal cotton hat, but pass that around and feel how soft that feels. When that goes into a customer's hands, they're going to have a different reaction to it, just seeing it. And one of the things we discussed yesterday was that it's very easy for Beachfield to have a lot of resources available for you as customers to use their imagery and use their videos to leverage that for, to gain business. But actually putting a hat in someone's hands is entirely different. Yeah. You start to understand the structure and how it feels and what that could mean as a possibility to them. Um, so one of the things we want to get into today is we want to teach you how to decorate a lot of these hat types. There is a lot of sort of scepticism or perhaps people just a bit nervous about hat decorating and we want to show that actually it's really, really easy. It's really simple. It's just a case of know-how. Most importantly, we find is actually trying to break stuff. We always say anything to do with garment decorating of any kind, you've always got to try and break it. You've got to try and find out where the limits are. Hat decorating is just the same. So when you start to hat decorate or bag decorate, it's actually try and find out what happens when you do it wrong. Because then you start to understand the process and how understand the hats a bit more that way. So that way you don't make many mistakes when it comes to actually the really printing jobs. Um, but also you find the limitations. So it means that customer comes to you and say, can I do this? Can I do that? You can already have that knowledge built in. You don't have to go away and be like, I'll find out for you. Because that's, again, that's a, that's a deal killer. 
No one wants to hear those words. They want to be like, yeah, I know the answer. It's this, this, and this. Or you just say, yeah, I can do it. And to be honest with you, most hats are not really that different to decorate. There's, Ashford's kind of gone through the profiles today, and on paper, they could be three entirely different hats, but the process and the mindset is exactly the same for all of them. It's just a case of, yeah, I'm going to figure this out. You might spend, say you get a hat, any hat press, spend a couple hours figuring it out, getting to know this hats, try a few different hats, and then you will figure it out, and then you can lock that recipe in and do the same thing every single time from there on out. So we're going to go through some of the different profiles this morning. And again, stop me if you can't quite see it, or if you have questions, please interrupt me as we go. So I think it would be a good place to start, because this is one of the, the newest uh, hats available. So Ashley, could you tell us a little bit more about this particular hat type? Yeah, so um, this is um, one of our new cups, uh, released in January. And... Um, yeah, I think the, the, the main focus is the colourways. So, you know, the, the traditional, you know, bright rails, your reds, your, your bottle greens, that sort of thing, are still very much apparent. Um, they're still great. But we see much more softer uh, silhouettes and softer colourways. So things like terracotta, as we use this one, uh, walnut, uh, like a ash, uh, oatmeal, sands, um, things like um, greens, you know, um, organic greens, much softer, more neutral uh, colourways. Uh, and again, more soft structures as well as opposed to your typical kind of high-blocking, high-structured, um, high-density headwear. Much softer silhouettes is a, kind of the, the thing we're seeing coming through at the moment. I think that's important, is that there's a lot more fashion-forward colours of hats now. It's not just a case of, like, I can buy a black or a white hat. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of thought that's gone into this, and there's a lot of um, factoring in current trends and future trends as well to make sure that you can be ahead of the curve, and that's why it's always important to have a good network of partners like you have in the room today to kind of lean on and you know the more you get to know people like Ashford and Chris and Aaron and Lewis is that they'll get you ahead of the curve rather than being sort of on the curve that's a really important thing to think about just a quick question on of course the, um, on the caps are you planning to bring out a, a foam cap now I see there's a lot of the motorbike we already do a foam cap Sorry? we already do one so the the, the B645 right. it's essentially it's a it's a trucker style so it's similar to, I don't know if anyone knows the B640 already? No? Okay, so the B640 is one of our most popular caps. I'll quickly pull it out here. Um, it comes in lots of different colorways. It's your typical snapback trucker cap here. So the B640, you can see here. Well, the 645, similar shape. Um, it's more of a flat peak style rather than a curved peak, but the main body here is foam. And it comes lots of different colourways, and there's also a junior version as well. The peaks foam as well. The peaks foam as well. Yeah. Yeah. This this has been you know in the range for quite some time. So, B six four five is the foam one. And just for anyone that's uh, as not least as knowledgeable as I was yesterday, up until I spoke to you, is what do you mean by truck hacks? I think that was quite important. Is truck hacks not just a standard truck hat style. It, it, it encompasses quite a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. The trucker cap, essentially, is a cap with a mesh back in a nutshell. So we kind of do, again, one with the six panels, we do the foam ones, we do five panel ones, we do high block kind of wrapper style ones. Um, sometimes people call these snapbacks. Um, you know, for, again, when Andrew's saying like, the nerdy details, uh, snapback is actually this enclosure. That's what the snapback is. So... Referring to um, the details is, is, is quite important. So this is actually a snapback closure. Um, and this is you know, a flat, pa- flat peak um, snapback, snapback. So, 
Ya, sabak-sabak. <laughs> so hat decorating should be simple because and we don't want it to be hard work because you don't add value to your businesses by having to fiddle around with stuff all the time. You try and you figure out at the beginning and then you repeat, repeat and repeat and have a process. <clears throat> so when you're decorating hats, the most important thing is put hidden away. Take the cardboard out. You don't need that anymore. You can always put it back in afterwards if you want to for display purposes. Take that out. And you want to get that sweat band out of the way. You don't need that in the way. So I'm going to be using the 360 IQ hat press today because this is the hat press that can decorate any type of hat. We do have um, an auto open hat press over there. So if you're just doing sort of vinyl and transfers, that's a good option for you. It's when you start to get into the dimensional stuff, that's when you need a machine like this. Uh, the reason being is because um, patches and high build vinyl, when they're going on to hats, they have much longer dwell time on the press. So if we were to put 160, 170 degrees through the top of this hat for 45 seconds, it's not going to be the nicest on the hat. It's going to, no, nothing wants to be decorated for that long, not, not even T-shirts, to be honest. They'll, they'll, they'll get a bit of a sheen on them, a bit of a uh, shine, and they're not going to look great for the customer. So the reason that we use the 360 IQ is because the majority of the heat is done on the bottom. It's a lower heated hat press, so it means you actually get closer to adhesive anyway because there's less barriers in the way to get to the decorating part. So it makes your life a lot easier, and that means you can just pop it in the bottom. I mean, that means you can do, um, in all honesty, patches this thick. So we, obviously we're part of a US group, and hat, the hat market there is massive, and they do really chunky puff embroidery over there. It's very popular for a lot of the sports teams. So it can handle pretty much anything, because again, the heat is always going to be on the inside. We can still set the top to up to 140 degrees as well if we need to, um, but you could set it to 110, 120, something like that, depending on the hat. And that's why, again, it's always important to try and break it, find the limits of the hat, so then you can build in a recipe. Um, and in the same way that, so this is the, sorry, I should have forgotten the code, the B549 is what I would do is if you oh, are five, using five, a- 54N. 54N, sorry. Yeah. If you are using one of these machines, once you figure that out, I would actually add a recipe and name it after the hat type. So that way, every single time, you don't have to remember, you just pick the hat tight, and then you know that's the recipe that's going to work on that hat every time. Because there's probably only really a 5% difference between decorating one hat top and another. It's just, it might be five seconds, it might be 10 seconds or five degrees. There's not much to it. So all you need to do is pull the sweatband out, put it on here, and this is very important, is you want the sweatband to hang off here. You don't want it to sit on here, because that's where it's going to mess up where the actual machine thinks it's fusing. It's going to aim for the thick part here. So you want to make sure that's off there, it's out of the way. So that way you've got a nice plush surface on here. You'll pull it tight with that. And at this point, it's nice and tight on here. And because this has got a silicon pad on the bottom, it means you don't actually have to change the patterns anymore on this type of hat. Normally with a hat press, you might have five or six different options on the bottom. You swap in, swap out depending on the hat type. This actually molds the shape of the hat rather than the other way around. Next step, and this is very important, is to make sure when you pull this down that you're not gonna be messing with the peak here. What I mean, so I pull up a bit more and I pull this down. You can see here, I'm gonna bend that out of shape and it's not gonna look very attractive when I finish with it. So adjust that back again. 
So I'm going to use some hybrid vinyl to start today. We're going to few, do a few different fuse types for you. You can see everything and after we finish doing the talks and stuff, if you want to come see the machine and ask me lots of questions about it, feel free. We've got lots of decoration options. As you can see from the table, pick up anything, touch, feel it, see what you think of it. There's lots of possibilities of hat decorating. So something that is very important for hat decorating is heat tape. So this is heat resistant tape and I would always, always use this as hat decorating. The reason is because if I was just to place that on here, if I want to put a pad on here, I could very easily nudge that slightly. And if you have an off-center placement, you can't give that to a customer. <clears throat> Additionally as well, because I'm actually gonna go over seam on this, which is something that we can do because of the lower heat, I want to get that perfectly central, otherwise it's gonna look terrible and you can't sell that to a customer. So I would again, let's get that on there, sweat band out of the way, nice and tight. So we're gonna go matte side up on this one because it's high build matte vinyl. You don't need much tape, just a tiny little bit, just to keep it in position. No get, pressure, Andy. Sir? No pressure. No pressure, exactly, yeah. And most things in the UK, so this machine comes with three different foam pads, different thicknesses. Pretty much everything in the UK is the thinnest one. The way to figure out what type of um, protection you need on the top is if the badge or the patch is thicker than this, move up to the next one. It's, it's based on purely on the decoration thickness of that. And it's just, so that would be how you'd figure out. Pop the foam pad on here. So I've set this to 160 on the bottom, 140 on the top. And I've set it for 45 seconds at medium pressure. So again, like decorating um, t-shirts, it's time, temperature, pressure, as always. The only difference here, and this is the one time that I'll ever say this to you, is you don't need to pre-press. So normally you talk about the importance of pre-pressing t-shirts to get rid of moisture, get it nice and flat. Hats have got the structure, so they're very rarely gonna be creased up and crumpled. And because I've taken about a minute talking to you, this is heated up from the bottom and pre-pressed it essentially anyway. But even if you're doing it in a process, it's probably gonna be five, 10 seconds of getting that hat on there, aligning it properly anyway. So it is getting heated and it's getting rid of that moisture anyway. And then we just pull it down. It's gonna count down 45 seconds. So you can see here, it's medium pressure. So if anyone's never used a Hotronics, we go on a naught to nine scale. So medium for us is between four and six. Uh, if this was to be overpressured, it would give you a little warning symbol and say, you shouldn't be doing this. Um, and to be honest with you, pretty much everything you'd ever need to put on a hat from a decorating point of view would always be medium. Uh, the biggest mistake people make with any kind of heat printing is overpressure. If you overpressure that machine because you think I've really got to push that vinyl into it or that patch into it, all you're doing is breaking the machine. You're not getting a very good fusing because actually you're almost going past the point of fusing anyway, it's just as bad as low pressure, but actually you're just gonna buckle this machine over time and in 12, 18 months later, it won't work as well. So remove that, remove that foam pad, take your hat off, and you can see there, that's like, I'm pretty happy with that, that's pretty central. But the most important thing at this point is to let it go cold. You could probably, because this is just the inside of a vinyl, it hasn't got a carrier on this particular one, you probably could just peel the tape at this point. But as I'll show you in a minute, when I'm gonna do it wrong deliberately for you, the cold peel is really important. So what I tend to do is if, I, if you've got a cold work, so just put it there, move on to the next one. It's dramatically cold. So with a t-shirt, 
if you're cold peeling the tower OptiCard transfers, you might wait 20 seconds, feel it, it's cold to touch, peel it away, it's fine. If you did that after 20 seconds, that badge would come off. The actual, um, the period of letting it go cold is really, really important. That's the biggest mistake people make that with hat printing. So they get really impatient and uh, they, I want to see what happens. Or you put it and you start picking at it before it's finished doing what it's supposed to be doing. You just leave it, peel it cold, and leave this hat for a day or two before you give it to your customer, it's going to stay on there forever and a day. But if you start messing with the process early, that's when it goes wrong. So I'll show you how to do it wrong, because I think it's really important. So we'll follow the process properly in terms of placing the hat on there. We'll get that sweat band out of the way. We'll get another piece of vinyl. And again, I would always tape it in, even if it's a bigger piece with a carrier, I think best practice is just to use a bit of tape. Again, smallest foam pad. I'll fuse it for 45 seconds. So we'll do everything right, but I just want to get everyone to understand the peel process here because I find it is the biggest mistake people make. You get impatient. Or you're like, what is cold peel? And you're like, that feels pretty cold, but I mean, like, I would wait probably two to three minutes before I peel anything at the earliest. But you can carry on about your work because a cold peel is cold peel today. It could be cold peel tomorrow and it won't make, have any impact on it if you waited a day to peel it, it wouldn't matter. So waiting 10 minutes and doing all of your fusing, it's not going to have any negative impact on the hat. So that's why it's really important to just take your time here. So while we wait for that one to, to peel, and we'll give it like a short cold peel. Could you tell us a little bit about this type of hat, Ashford? Yeah, so this is a B15. Hopefully people know what the B15 cap is. It's affordability, so it's relatively low priced. There's lots of colour variation and the, the structure of it is a, so this is, we call this a buckram. So it's the backing, so we have different thicknesses, like thin, medium, high. It's like a medium one, so it gives enough structure for the height of the cap and you can get a really nice finish on a print or embroidery on there and has a rip strip closure on the back as well. So really nice, easy closure on there as well. The, the good thing about um, hats, if anyone's never bought hats before, is that the minimum order is one when it comes yeah. to hat buying. So after today and you're thinking, hey, I want to try a few different types, just buy one of each one. It doesn't matter what color it is necessarily, but it gives you a chance to like try it and find even just, maybe you and I would encourage a lot of you to actually get a few different hat types wear it for a day or two, actually think, what's, that, what's this hat actually like? Would I actually recommend this to a customer yeah. after wearing it? Because certain different customers have, will gravitate towards different styles, but you'll, be, you'll know your customers better than we do. Yeah. Yeah. Most styles that we do are kind of um, generic, so they kind of cover most markets. So this is a, a relatively, covers most markets, whether it's sports, it's fashion, it's, you know, it's workwear, you know, children's wear. It's a very all-rounded cap um, that you can use, um, yeah. So this hat is still, it's been about a minute and a half since I peeled this off, so you feel that, that's yeah. still warm to the touch. So the thing to bear in mind with the cold peel, so hats, because of the structure and the thicker material, this is gonna retain heat better anyway, much more than a t-shirt, uh, but you're also putting it on there probably three or four times longer than you would do your transfers or your vinyl as well. So you do have to factor that into the peel process and that's why it's different for hats versus t-shirts. So I'm just going to peel it wrong and see if I'm right. So a little trick for everyone, if, you've not, if you're using heat tape, 
I'd get a weeder to peel it away because it's actually a lot easier, especially if you haven't got any nails like me. Yeah. That's actually okay. So. <laughs> but if I was to start picking at this now, I could very easily probably, actually, I can't. But <laughs> If you were to go a little bit um, thinner with your design potentially, that would have started to come off like a circle, for instance. That would have peeled off at that point. It wouldn't have stayed on there because even now, even when I peeled it, I can still feel that plastic in the middle there. It's still a little bit warm. But because it's cold peel, it needs to be really cold, really, really cold. So that's why we always say, just leave it and walk away. Have a big pile of them and come back half an hour later if you really need to just peel and peel and peel. Because you can be getting on with, if you've got your normal heat press set up next to it, you can be getting on with another job at the same time. So it's not wasted time for your business. You're not wasting an employee's time. You can just come back to them later and peel them all and take a minute to do that. So we want to kind of get into a few different styles today and a few different decoration types as well. So I'm going to grab one of these hats for you. So you want to tell us a little bit more about this one, Ashford? Yeah, so this is a B661. Um, as Andrew's showing you there, this is a high block one. It doesn't really matter what thickness, what height, what profile the cap is. Uh, as he's showing you, you've got medium ones, you've got unstructured with no backing in there. This is a really high density one. You can kind of tell by the sound. Um, it really doesn't matter what type of cap you're using, but this is a really fashionable cap. Around for many years, and we do this in like three or four variations. So, some with six panel with the seam, some where it's a full crown where it does have the mesh. We do five panel ones, uh, we do some with the green underpeak as well. So, you know, very popular style in three different variations depending on the customer and, and the need. And again, it's very easy to decorate and exactly the same process. I've not even changed machine across any of these because we have four different types on there pre programmed this machine, but they're actually all the same instruction. So again, pull the sweatband out, pull it nice and tight. But something I want to sort of flag to everyone as well, which is really important, is the placement here as well. So when you're decorating hats, you pull the sweatband out, but I would encourage you all to leave at least, I'd always say a finger's worth on the bottom here. So another mistake that people make a lot of hat decorating is they start decorating too low here. What you'll find is, because there's so much structure, especially to a six panel hat, or a truck hat like this with the middle seam, it's actually, it's almost like, it almost has a kind of like cardboard thickness to it because it's essentially you've got two seams crossing the other. Yeah. So it's too thick to decorate at the very bottom. I mean, in all honesty, if I decorate a hat like that, it would look terrible anyway. But this is something, and I'd encourage you all to try it, but you really need to have at least a sort of a centimeter or a finger's worth of distance because you're going to get a much better application that way you're not going to what you'll find is if you go too low the edges will start to pick up at the bottom which will again you cut it won't look great for your customer and they will pick at it if they can see an edge available they'll try and pull that off because that's what customers are like they're terrible so again pop it on here i'm going to place it on here a bit of heat tape because this has got a line down the middle, actually going to go around, so otherwise I will mess this up, yep. to make sure I align it properly for all of you. The centre seam actually helps when it comes to decorating, it helps you identify the centre of the logo as well, so it's much easier to mm. put the logo centre to the cap, where, where it's a five panel one, you kind of have to go off this top seam here, or use your eye and go, 
that looks about middle, but with the, the six panel, you get a much clearer, defined central point of your, of your logo. Yeah. So again, we'll pull this down to 45 seconds and then we'll let it cool down. So, well, this has had plenty of time now, so we can just pick the sellotape off there. And just like that, that's how easy it is to decorate pretty much any hat type. And this can be applied across everything. So I'm doing what we call an embossed patch at the moment, which is a, it has a metallic effect. But the principle of this will apply to woven patches, embroidered patches, rubber patches, any type of patch with an adhesive on the back. Most of the time, it's going to be about 160 degrees, be between 150, 160, and it'll probably be between 120, 140 on the top, and it'll be around the 45 second mark. You can, and I'd always encourage you to try and test that, prove it wrong. But what you'll find is over, it'd be like, you could bring the time down, because obviously anything you can do to bring the time down, perfect. I would say start off with 45 seconds as a baseline and then work your way down. One of the things that we did when we first bought this hat press out is we spoke to the team at Beachfield, they sent us some caps. We had probably about 20 of the same cap. I think it was this one, in fact. Oops, sorry. And we lined them up, and we did a different process for every single one. We put a piece of paper next to it, so we knew exactly what we'd done. Peeled some cold, peeled some hot. Did some at 130, 40, 140, 160 degrees, so we could find the perfect point. 25 seconds, 30 seconds, 35 seconds, 40 seconds. And then we found out the perfect point we found was 45 seconds, but... I mean, how many different hat types is there? Did you say 200, 300 or oh, more? In, in Beachfield, you have about 200 different styles. Yeah. Caps alone, yeah, probably 100. Yes, yeah. so there's lots of different variables here, and that's why that testing is always the most important thing. It's like I say, spend a couple hours of testing it, and you will get it right afterwards, and then it'll be easy, because that's how I did it. I did it about an hour later, I decorated all these hats. It's not difficult. Once you, once you lock that process in and you repeat, 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 it's very easy to get going with that. Does that also apply to beanies? It does. I would say that you, I wouldn't use this machine for beanies, though, because we actually find that the flat heat press, the clamshell type, is still the best option for beanies. So I'll pass this one around. So I'll let you explain a little bit about, about this particular mm -hmm. hat as well. So um, this is the B442R. Uh, one of the new styles we've released for January. And uh, it's based off uh, B445 and Patch Beanie. We do six or seven styles with a patch on it. So some with a bobble on top, some that have a thin shot lining inside, some with a removable patch completely, really giving you much more opportunities and availability to decorate beanies because, you know, this is acrylic, so under heat, it just melts. So one of the reasons we created this patch was to give you more options. So embroidery or print, you know, in, in particular, and as you can see, the patch just really lends itself to, to decoration. So this, it's all, all the cotton patch and all the beanies, um, and you'll, 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 you'll see. So that's used, that's got a director film transfer on that as well. Yeah. cold peel. So that was, uh, that's using our hot peel, Ultra Color Max, that one. But you could, it would it'd be, because um, it's got that cotton patch on it, that way it's not quite the same principle as this you can use a hot pill um, heat transfer on that if you want to, or a, or a vinyl. That's just a cotton patch, so any type of transfer you can use. The most important thing is to use something to protect the beanie from melting. Yeah. So uh, yeah, things like the, uh, the foam here, what you do is you just cut out the shape 
of the patch, so whether it be the square one, the circle one, the bigger one, and you place it over the hat, leaving the, the space of the, the shape, and then you would, you would press as you, as you normally would. So does anyone, anyone know how to spot the difference between beanie types and beanie, beanie builds? Because I thought that was particularly interesting. I think we haven't got... I don't know if... Chris, could you grab us? He's already got one. He knew where this is going. Uh, but I thought this is really interesting. Again, this is another part of the detail of understanding hats a bit more. So, yeah, so earlier we mentioned on uh, caps, you have different profiles, low profile, mid profile, high profile. With beanies, um, we have uh, the darts. So essentially, it's the stitch here, the dart. So some are four darts. So you can see there's four seams here. So when you wear it, it gives you a kind of bunny-eared look. So I'll stick it on. A much kind of higher profile look and wear here. When you wear something that has six or eight darts, so you can see here, there's more darts. The more darts, the more rounded the fit on your crown here. So when you wear it, try not to mess up my hair. <laughs> you can see, you get a much more rounded fit on here. So the more darts you have, the more of a closer fit to the crown you'll get. So again, this is the sort of thing when Ashford talked about earlier about what, you, what your customer wants and when they get them to talk about what they want, and then by knowing the different structures of the beanies and the caps and, everything, and the truckers, is that way you don't even have to be like, which one do you want to pick? Like, I know which one you want. I can bring it straight to you. And then you can even explain to them why now that's going to be the right fit for them and then gives them a bit more of an understanding of why you're giving those products to them. Has anyone then seen what a tubular knit is versus a... So this here, you can see, there's no centre seam anywhere. So this is a tubular knit. Essentially, it's sewn like a sock, round and round and round and round. And then it's pulled in from inside out almost, and then sewn at the top. Whereas this one here is sewn flat in two pieces, and then sewn in the middle here. Has no effect on the, the wear, it's just... With this particular beanie, we found the tubular knit is more in, in line with it. Okay, so this one is more or less cold now. So again, another trick I would recommend for when you're using heat tape on hats, I'd always use heat tape, but what I find works best is if I take the tape off first, don't peel it all at the same time. So what I mean is to loosen the tape up here and peel the whole thing off because the tape is connected to this. That kind of goes against the principles of how you would peel a transfer or a patch compared to normal. Normally, you try, you're probably going to pick a corner and peel across diagonally, and you're going to do in one smooth motion. We always say with our heat transfers, it's just tear it off, one smooth motion. If you stop partway through, you interrupt the process of peeling, and that's why sometimes if you've ever done it on a T-shirt and you have a bit of a line through it, it's because you've got nervous when you're peeling it or you've gone too slow and it stopped the peeling process. The same is true here. So that's why I always take the tape off a little bit and take it to the edge here and peel with the actual carrier that is on the hat or the vinyl that you might be applying here. So that way, when I peel this, it's a nice smooth peel and it goes on nice and central that way. So that way you've got a nice smooth peel and it's nice and it looks great and it's symmetrical and it's going to be great for the customer that way. And again, you can apply these principles to pretty much every single hat. So um, today I've used the embossed patch and I've also used a hybrid vinyl. Unfortunately, Graphitech can't be with us today, but these are all using um, higher um, build vinyl. So this is a, a 10 times thicker than a standard vinyl. 
And we tend to find that most of our customers that are already being successful um, with hat printing are tending to either use high-build vinyl or flock vinyl because that dimensional element to it is very important to their customers and that's where they're seeing most of the success because even from a distance it has a bit of structure to it it has a different more of a, a bit more of a premium finish and with hats because they're a premium product anything you can do to enhance that premium element is always important so one of the other things i wanted to show you today as part of our decorating masterclass is how to decorate the bill so this is again this is not something that people decorate a lot but it's another design possibility and going back to the who and the why the customer wants it's very easy to decorate the insides or even the top of the hat. All you need is the right platen on your heat press. So all you need to do in this instance, swap a platen in and out. You don't, these, this is a normal heat press, a different bottom on there. You get a hat bill press and just pop it on there. Additionally, you could do the uh, top of it as well if you really wanted to. If that's something they ask, just turn the hat inside out. Nice and easy. And that way... <coughs> that can go on there as well. So depending what the customer wants, it's really, really nice and easy. So I'll swap these ones off. And we'll do a different one for you. So I'll just grab a couple of flat ones. Thank you. Again, this is gonna be medium pressure, but this is, we're gonna treat this like a normal transfer this time. So we are going to pre-press and we're going to follow things, the normal instructions. So make sure they all go on there. Sometimes it'll be three, sometimes it'll be four, depending on the, the structure of the cap. So I would get a bit of release paper here. Then I'm going to pop it under here, and it's going to be medium pressure. So for us, that's between a four and a six. So that's fine. Again, three to five seconds is ample. Then I'll get some heat transfers. Made a little bit of a mess here. And again, you can do four of these at a time to make your life easier. Just pop them on there. What I'm gonna do is try and go for as central as you can. I'm gonna put one here wrong. I know this isn't gonna work, but I just want to show you again. They're much like with the how you shouldn't go too far to the bottom of the structure of the hat. It's the same for the bill as well. You want to kind of aim for, you probably got about 80, 85% coverage of this. That's why it's always best to try and keep it central or keep within the top seam and probably about half a centimeter to a centimeter away from the bottom. Release paper back on. Uh, because we're using Ultracolor Max direct film heat transfer, this is going to be a 12 seconds and a hot peel. And we don't need to wait for these to go cold because this is essentially treating it like a T-shirt. So the reverse of what everything I just told you for the last half an hour, but um, this is a normal heat press, normal procedure. So that way we can just grab the corner and peel and peel and peel. And in theory, this one shouldn't have worked. It didn't work, see? Because I've gone too close to the bottom there, the surface isn't right for peeling, so that's why it's always good to leave a centimeter away. But where I've given a little bit more distance, I just peeled that straight away, no problems, and it was really, really easy. 
So that's just the only thing you really need to think about with, if you're gonna do hat builds, just give yourself enough of an area to decorate. So what I encourage you to do if you are going to decorate builds for a customer is almost measure this out, then bring it in. It's just the tiniest bit, and that is your decoration area that's available to you. You can do the whole of that area in a big semicircle if you really wanted to, but just keep within that top seam and about a centimeter away from the bottom, and you'll be absolutely fine every single time. And again, that's another way to add value and add revenue to your hat decorating. The more embellishments you can add onto a garment or a hat, the more that you can put the price up of it.